Hey, dear Tyler, good evening. Um, so this is strange. On on a normal um, normal day, it should be good morning and everything. But uh, I had to do this podcast this evening. I had so many engagements yesterday. And somehow, I wasn't able to meet up with the target of doing the podcast so somehow, somehow, today I was just able to structure everything, you know, and, you know, probably just put things in perspective, really. Uh, I really don't like the fact that I, I miss days. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not it. And I want to be as consistent as possible um, to release episodes on Monday and on Thursday, on Monday and on Thursday. So, but... Um, Anyway, so let me just apologize. And I've, and I've really, really fixed it all up, right? I've really, really fixed it all up. So um, I know that I'm entering into a very, very busy period, especially the month of October. October and probably like the first two weeks of November are going to be absolutely, absolutely choked. But I've created a system around making sure that I'm available for Mondays and Thursdays, right? So, um, yeah. So thank you so much for your patience. And I, I was able to go through the analytics of um, Dear Tyler. And, you know, even though we didn't have an episode on Thursday, we still had quite a lot of listeners, which is simply, simply awesome. Right. And I really hope that the episodes have blessed you. And I hope that you're sharing it with other people. Right. Uh, I desire that Dear Tyler becomes global. I really desire that Dear Tyler becomes global, that it becomes the most listened to podcast in the world right that everybody tunes into it so i know that it's going to take a whole lot of consistency a whole bunch of faith but um god with with one is is a multitude right and i'm not alone with this so thank you guys so much for everything um so typically the last episode of each month is actually meant to be the story of um any any of the Tylers, right? But I made requests for um, specific stories and I didn't get. So I think I'll have to find a way to be able to um, advertise the need for Dear Tyler stories that are not just centered on me being the speaker, right? So if you do want to share your story with Dear Tyler, remember it's going to be anonymous. Nobody's ever going to know. You don't even need to tell me your name. Right, you could just send an email to dearTyler at gmail.com. I think that's like the best um the best channel, right? You could create a fake email if you want and just share your story. And even if you're somebody that I know, trust me, your story is kept safe, your your person is very, very confidential. So I'm not going to share with anybody and I'm going to give you an alias name. So you'll be rest assured that nobody knows that it's you, right? Even down to if your story involves um, other individuals, right? I would use different names, right? But I would really love it that the last episode of each month would be somebody else's story, you know, just to share people's perspective. But anyway, um, since we don't have that on ground now uh, I do have a topic and today's theme you know today's discussion is warning card last card now for those of us that um, grew up in particularly Nigeria um, 
and probably let's say West Africa because I think there are a lot of things that we share in common, us in Nigeria. I mean, just generally, we, we the West Africans, there are a lot of things that we share in common, um, down to things like pidgin English, broken English as we call it, um, even down to some of our, you know, foods, you know, there's quite a lot of similarities in it. Um, so there's this game that we we play, we call it what? W-H-O-T, what? Um, it's a... It's an alteration of what we call, you know, the normal cards game, right? So where they have the king of hearts, you know, where they have the hearts, the clubs, the spades and the diamonds, we have the, we have like shapes, right? So we've got um, rectangle, no, sorry, we've got square, we've got circle, we've got triangle, we've got the cross, and then we've got star, and then instead of like the joker, right, the joker card for us is the what card. And so we used to play this game. And usually there was this rule that um, I know that there are quite a lot of ways that people play their card games. Now, the way we used to play it here in Nigeria is um, you either have to put in a similar number or a similar shape, right? A similar number, a similar shape. So one was hold on. So each of those numbers, right, have their own um, significance, right? So one was hold on. Two, um, okay, one is hold on, right? And hold on means um, you can change the shape of the card. Right, so maybe somebody played a cross and you've got one cross, right? And then all your other cards are triangle. So if you place that one cross there, then you can now change it to triangle. Right. I know other people have their rules on it, but I think this was like the general rule. Then, so one was hold on and the ability to change the card. Two was pick two, probably the worst of the worst because um, there was no defense for it. Um, three was regular, four regular, five is pick three. And in some in some circles, they they permitted you to defend. So if I give you five, right, which is pick three, if you have your own five, you could now block. Um, some other people used to make it very like harsh and wicked where you could transfer the <laughs> transfer the the picking so if you if I gave you pick three and then you put another pick three the next person right what should have been a block the person will not pick six or something like that now so it's a very devastating card and so um seven seven was uh, okay five right so that's pick three. Then six regular, seven regular, eight was suspension. Right? So if I played an eight, it means that um, the person that was meant to play would be skipped and then it would go to the next person. And then nine was regular, 10 was regular, um, 11, 12, 13 regular, 14 is general market where everybody picks from the shuffle, right? Um, in In normal card games, right? general market would have been 10 right but because um this other what had like multiple numbers and then the what was like um joker and so you could demand for a certain card right you could demand for a certain card um to be played now so generally the rule is that if you've got two cards left right you know generally you're meant to um the person with you're meant to like exhaust your cards i don't know how best to put it right but then um 
So the person with if if uh, the, the person with the highest uh, number of cards, not number of cards, but then when they calculate all the numbers of the card is the person that would lose. Now, if you have two cards left, right? If you have two cards left, you are meant to say warning card. Some people created the rule that if you don't say warning card, you're going to pick. Right. So the warning card is like, hey, I'm about to finish you. So let everybody bring in your best now. Bring in your best. And then last card is like, if you guys don't counter me now, I'm going to really, really end it. I'm really, really going to end it. Um, and so it was just like there was this awareness, right, that um, it created. So whenever you just hear like... Um, warning card it's like okay let me bring in my best arsenal let me begin to to find ways to attack you know it was it was a it was a way to kind of like keep the game going right um and to like shift all forces towards making sure that that person doesn't win the game right? uh, some people cheated you know they will throw certain cards away and the rule is that once the game is done whether you cheated or not um if you're declared the winner or the winner, there was no contest and all of that. So, um, it was, you know, like I said, it, it is a very, very terrible description of the game. Absolutely terrible description of the game. Now, you know, when they say warning card, last card, it's like, I'm giving an ultimatum. Begin to fix yourself, right? Because I'm about to do something on my own. Now, this is how I came up with the concept for this particular theme. That there are a lot of times that we actually tell God, this is my warning card. Or this is my last card. I'm about to check up. Okay, so that's the way we end it, say check up. I'm about to check up. And it's like, okay. Um, why are you giving God an ultimatum? You see... There are a lot of times that we we do this, and and I'm guilty of it, and I'm guilty. Um, we place demands on God for certain things, and we tell Him that, um, all right, you better do it within this time and this time, right? I've, I've given you a window because if you don't do it within this time, this time I'm actually going to do it my own way. I'm going to do it my own way. Now that 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 on its own is like, okay, wow. Have you ever have you ever told God something and silently you just have your options because you doubt in his ability to actually answer you? Not that you doubt in his inability to do, but then you doubt in his inability to in his ability to answer you. And so you literally tell God that, okay, um, if you don't do this within this time, I have another option. Do you understand? So it's like, um, it's like a bidding war. It's like God going once, going twice. I'm about going. I'm about going. And you see, that's the crazy thing because in truth, right? In truth. God sees way beyond us. God sees way beyond us. 
And every time we take matters into our own hands, we are left to our own strength and our own wisdom. So, if let me let me put for instance now, let me let let, let me give an instance rather that. Um, You've got an experienced driver, somebody that has driven for the past 30, 40 years, you know, driven all sorts of cars. Um, I remember, so I learned how to drive with my mom's Toyota, uh, Toyota Cami, is it Toyota Cami or Honda Accord? I think it's Honda Accord, but it's an old model. Uh, it's Honda, Toyota Cami, Honda Accord, I don't even know. That's terrible, but it's, it's, it's a pretty old model for a car. And um, somehow um, I learned how to drive with it. I was quite reckless until I had a very, uh, like a mini accident with a tricycle rider. And over here, if you have issues with tricycle guys, it's terrible. So I was driving mom's car and everything. And I got to Bauchi and I had this friend of mine, his family were like very very open extremely extremely open to me and they helped me a lot you know they just opened up their house um, for me right the house of professor and mrs adeka agbo right amazing amazing family you can't imagine the amount of non-biological children that they raised anyway so um he was like ah pinga do you drive and i was like okay yeah i do and then he was like okay Todd. then popsy had a bends and everything so I remember I entered the car, you know, and I drove. I was driving and then I was about to take a bend. And I had the mindset of Momsi's car. Did you get? So I took a very short bend because Momsi's car, it's not like passing. You have to turn, turn it and then to just make one small bend. And instantly the car just moved, like swerved to the other side of the road. I was like, oh my God. And then the guy laughed. It was like, Ben's bam. And I was like, yes. And then um, they had this other car. I remember, so I drove the Benz for a while. And then they had this other car, the Avalon too. And um, he, he came over to pick me from my IT place then. And then he was like, Binga, let's drive. And the car is, is bloody big, right? As in, it's wide and everything. So I entered the car and I was like, just calm down, just relax and everything. And I realized that it was a totally different experience. My... Um, my calculations had to be different because the car was a little bit longer, you know, but it was just a very nice experience. And then down to the car that we're driving now. Um, but so at least, you know, I've touched one or two cars. Now, there was something that happened. Um, the car that we use at home, uh, the, the, the parking brake, the parking brake is, is by the side, right? So it's like you use your leg. Now, mom sees on his handbrake, like, you know, the oldies handbrake. And so when I was, when I went to visit her sometime in August, and then, you know, while I was driving and everything, I was looking for, I was looking for the parking brake by the, you know, just next to where the brake is and everything. And then I realized, oh, it's a different car. Now, back to the example that I was giving, right? That was just a major digression. Um, but I'm, it was um, the the purpose was to be able to communicate what I wanted to do now. Now imagine somebody 
right? With 40 years of experience that has driven so many cars, understands the complexity of each car because different cars have their different mechanics, different handlings, right? And he's saying, wait for me, I'm going to drop you somewhere. And you are not skilled in it, you know, and then just because you have one or two ideas about it, you're like, this person is wasting my time. And he's like, no, just calm down. Like, this car was, no, I can't do it. I've driven this, that, or let's say, I've driven it, I've driven cars before, and you think it's like a truck. And he's like, just wait for me, just wait for me. He's like, but my time is going to, I know the traffic conditions, I know all of this. He has given you all the assurances, his time, you know. And then you just take matters into your own hand. So you now realize that while driving a truck, there are many, many other things that you... Uh, I was talking to somebody, he was like, there's something to relieve the pressure on the brakes, on the this, on the that. I was like, my goodness, you just know your um, your accelerator, right? And then um, your brakes, that's for automatic. But then these other guys, they have a lot of other things that they're engaging you would be left to your expertise. Your wisdom is what's going to be able to carry you, right? That's just the truth. And that's what really happens to a lot of us when we take matters into our own hands because we do not have the ability to wait on God. We don't have that ability to wait on God. We don't have the patience to wait on God. And then we take matters into our own hands. We are left to our wisdom. We are left to our understanding. We are left to our level of competence. We are left to our skill. Now imagine leaving somebody that has a track record of always showing up, has a track record of never failing, has a track record of excellence. Because of impatience. I think one of the prayers that we need to pray as individuals more often, right? It's not just, oh, God, give me this. God, give me this. Oh, God, give me this. You know, um, grant to me all my desires. Grant to me all my needs. I think it's a very honest prayer that we should pray. Um, um, the prayer for being patient with God. Being patient with God. You know, it's not like an ATM line or something. Or, you know, when you go to the ATM queue and then there's this person that has decided to withdraw the bank from the ATM. And, you know, the bank is always like, if you're withdrawing a certain amount of money, come into the banking hall. They'll even give you a priority treatment if you're withdrawing a lot of money. Because they'll try to convince you not to. Unless it's for a business venture that's going to yield profit or something. Right? But then somebody decides to come and withdraw his house rent. And he's staying in a three-bedroom, um, three-bedroom or four-bedroom duplex. Mbuye. I'm saying all of these things because silently I desire to move to Buye. And so, if you have free house, if you have house for giveaway house in Buye, why not? But then imagine somebody now draws his house rent via ATM. Now that's very very crazy. It's it's unimaginable, right? So a lot of times we don't tend to. Um, we, we, we tend to be very, very impatient with those kind of people. Or for some of us that are teachers, right? I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and I, she just got a new job in a school. And she's, she's used to teaching, you know, um, teenagers, you know, people in high school, secondary school. Now, she has to teach kids. And she was like that. She was silently getting angry, you know. Sometimes 
um, the realities of life make us want to rush. Make us want to rush. If God gives us a timing, and if God tells us to wait, it's foolishness to give God an ultimatum. Because if you could solve it in the first place, you won't need him. So you met him in the first place because you found out that you were handicapped and that you were incapable of doing anything. So why give him an ultimatum? Why give God an ultimatum? God, I'm impatient with you. Better hurry up, otherwise I'll just do my thing. I'll just do my thing. You see, every action that we take outside of God's desire, outside of God's will, will always lead us back to Him in pain. Will always lead us back to Him in pain. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I have had those moments. I cannot tell you how many times I've had those moments where I was literally, you know, I just did my own thing. I did it in a foolish way. And then I just lay down on the floor in tears and I found that God helped me. And before I was like, hey, but I told you to wait. I told you to wait. But you wanted me to do things in your own time. The Bible says he makes all things beautiful in its time. There is a time. Trust me, there is a time. And the God that lives outside of time knows the best and perfect moment for you. There's this beautiful song that a friend of mine shared once. Um, always on time. I can't remember um, the group that sang it. But there was this phrase that got to me. Um, it was a story about, you know, Jesus, you know, Lazarus, Martha, Mary. And they sent a message to Jesus that Lazarus was sick. And Jesus came four days later and he already died and all. And, you know, Martha was like, Mary was like, if he had been here earlier, right, Martha, uh, Lazarus wouldn't have died. If he had been here earlier, Lazarus wouldn't have died. And then, you know, the, the songwriters there said that he may be four days late, but he's always on time. As in, it just blew my mind, like... That was just the perfect time. That was just the perfect time because at that moment, he revealed something that the disciples had never seen. He revealed something that nobody had ever witnessed. Oh, he was able to raise, you know, um, Jairus' daughter because while he was just approaching, they said, you know, the, the, the lady is dead and he, you know, rose up from the dead. And then there was that widow... The widow of Nain, right? Her only child had just died. They were taking him for burial and everything. So he had quite a longer span of death. And so that was... And then Jesus rose in front of the dead. Now this is somebody that is four days gone. Four days dead. It's, it's, it's magnificent. It would have been... You know, because we have this challenge as people um, with familiarity. When things happen often... It becomes very, very easy for us to trivialize it, right? So take, for instance, breathing. You don't think breathing is a big deal because you do it often, right? You do it almost involuntarily. And um, 
it's until you see somebody gasping for breath that sometimes you remember the blessedness of breathing right so uh, probably if you had come and healed Lazarus at that time he would have just been like okay just a regular thing but then he was able to reveal something to them and something that we can use as individuals right he was four days late based on certain times based on certain demands right what they would have wanted right but then the glory that was received out of it was beyond comprehension right because he was on time you need to understand that there was no urgency to jesus when they first told him that lazarus was sick there was absolutely no urgency and i think that that's something we should take note of he must have asked the father what are we going to do and the father says wait and he waits in fact he even told the disciples that Lazarus is dead and because he had used that terminology a lot you know they felt that maybe he had slept off or something but no Lazarus is dead so he was fully aware but he was just in time he was just in time was just in time and so what are those things that you find very very difficult that silently you are already finding an alternative to trusting God I think we should take out you know this period of time and really pray and after we've trusted God you know pray God pray to God for our daily bread our needs and all of that I think it's very important that we should also pray that Lord help me to wait on you help me to trust you help me to be patient with your process help me not to be in charge of trying to speed in um, I don't know if, to, if that's an English word or to hasten your work in my life or to the things that you've said concerning me Lord if I'm the one being sluggish let me know but then if you are the one desiring that I wait for you, help me to wait because I can't be impatient. I can't be, I, I can't be impatient. I am absolutely um, open to you about it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to fake it. I'm not going to be like, ah, no, I have it all figured out. Lord, I don't have it all figured out. And my tendency is to try and figure things out myself. But by your grace, I know that you're able to give me the grace to wait. You're able to give me the grace to wait. You're able to give me the grace to wait. So what's that thing that is an ultimatum that you've given God? Or what ultimatum have you given God? In the silence of your heart, can you just pray and say, Lord, help me to wait and be patient. Remember, Tyler. Remember, Tyler. Every act, right, that we do outside of God would only lead us back to him in pain. It will only lead us back to him in pain. I think there was this time, I think in one of the the episodes I mentioned, I said, every act of of disobedience, right? Um, Every act of disobedience, right? Would only delay eventual obedience. Only delay eventual obedience. You will still obey. Right? You still obey. The prodigal son left the influence of the father, decided to do things on his own. After life treated him terribly, he had to go back. He had to, he had to go back in pain. And, you know, the, the, the truth is that 
we have a loving father that would reinstate us back into that place, you know, do everything to make us remember who we are to him. But I can promise you that it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle. It will take time because you begin to feel unworthy, you begin to feel filthy, you begin to feel like you do not deserve his goodness. And that on its own, it's a challenge. So can we take out time and really pray and say, Lord, help us to pray, help us to wait. Help us to wait. I think one of the things I'm going to cultivate is to end each podcast with a prayer. And so, Tyler, I would really, really, um, I would really, really appreciate it if you just pray along with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your goodness. We thank you for your love, your love that is unconditional, that always goes before us, is always around us, always covers us. Father, we're here, oh God, Uh, because we know that we have our tendencies to be impatient with people but most especially with you because truly a lot of times we do not understand your timing we do not understand your dealings and there is this whole rush that comes with our own nature that sometimes wants to make us take matters into our own hands and father we know that that would only lead us into trouble And so, Father, tonight, for whatever time anyone is listening to this, Father, we pray that you would help us and you would grant us the grace to, first of all, trust you and then to wait and be patient with you. That you would do things in your time. You see things beyond us. And so, Lord, help us to trust you wherever we have that weakness and that desire to seize control of things, help us to give it to you. Help us to give it to you. We agree, Lord, that this burden of life is too heavy for us to carry on our own. And so, Father, we give it to you. And all we say is that just hold our hands and lead us on. Thank you, Father, because we know we have received grace to be patient. We have received grace to wait And we have received grace to trust you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. So, um, thank you, Tyler. I really hope this episode blessed you. I really hope it was um, impactful to you. And I hope it answered a lot of your questions, right? Um, So, this is me signing out. Um, It's a new month tomorrow, right? So, happy new month in advance, right? Um, Remember that I love you. I believe in you, and I am always, always rooting for you. Bye.